0: Fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest. Twilight. Full moon rising between trees. Green City Limit sign next to Dark Highway. Dissolve to sign. White block letters. Arcadia, California. Population 16,179. Freeze frame. Superimpose. Episode 8. Backlighting.
1: Aren't really even superstitions? More like things that started for a reason but kept going even after the reason doesn't exist anymore. I don't follow. Like shaking hands with your right hand. Originally it was to show that you weren't carrying any weapons. Now it's just good manners. Or how we talk about picking up the phone even when we're not using a landline. Oh. To be honest though, I couldn't tell you why half of these started. My dad says why doesn't matter. That it's historic and we're holding on to our heritage or something. I'm just glad he didn't get involved in something like Civil War reenacting. You recording again? Yeah. Is that a problem? Why would it be? So what did you want to hear about anyway?
0: I'm looking for, well, weird stuff. Things that an outsider wouldn't understand or maybe would think is strange. Basically, I'm trying to find real-world inspiration for misdirection I can use in the film. Red herrings I can show both the protagonist and the audience so they think they know exactly what's happening and what kind of place the town is before the twist. What kind of thing might make you think Arcadia is actually run by a secret cult?
1: <laughs> you mean besides Principal Van Hutten?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I did wonder what his deal was. He comes off as this total hard-ass, and then he gives a lecture on being charitable? Honestly, it might even fit. Total stick-up-his-butt disciplinarian with a weird weak spot for, I don't know, stray cats, injured birds, bends over backward to help them. That could be pretty weird right there. He would love to be a cult leader. Has
1: anyone told you about the celebrity yet? No. What's that? It's actually pretty interesting. One of the few pieces of Arcadian history my dad and I agree on.
0: Hang on, one sec. Thursday, April 9th, 2009. Audio Notes, Part 15, Untitled Small Town Film Project. Okay. Now, what is a syllabary? You ever heard of Hobo Sign? Uh, Maybe. Something to do with the Great Depression?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be a vocabulary of symbols that pass secret information to other hobos or drifters. Like, if you could get a meal somewhere. Or if the people were easy to trick. Or if the cops would beat you up for sleeping somewhere. There's a lot of debate over whether it was a real thing or if people just thought it made a good story. The celebrity actually is something that was used in Arcadia when it was founded. Okay. I don't know how much you know about Mordecai Falconer.
0: A little. N- not much. I got the feeling he was kind of unconventional. That's a good way to put it. Anyway. One
1: of the reasons he brought his family all the way out to California is that he wasn't interested in the government telling him how to live his life.
0: So a (laughs) proto-libertarian. Basically.
1: He was really serious about it, though. So serious that he forbade any citizen of Arcadia from keeping records in English. Really? Yeah. It was part of the first town charter, even. No records kept about people, buildings, or animals of the town could be written down in the English alphabet. They all had to be in the one he and his wife had made up for their own family. The syllabary
0: Huh. Cool. Weird, but cool. Actually, that's probably the coolest thing I've heard about Arcadia so far.
1: How does that work for your misdirections? What? Does it give you any ideas? For the movie?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's so much I could do with something like that. Is it an alphabet? Like, letter for letter? What does it look like? I could have symbols start showing up on things, like on billboards or menus or something? Have the protagonist overlook them but use the camera to make it obvious to the audience? I don't know. I've made a point to
1: learn as little about it as I can. My dad knows enough for the whole family. He's pretty clear about how he feels about my lack of enthusiasm, but... I know a couple. The eclipse sign is one. A few other things that are on buildings and stuff. Actually, I think my dad has a book or something. Hang on.
0: I can't believe I hadn't considered a language. A writing system. I mean, that's so basic, it should have been one of the first things. Okay, so symbols. Or words. Either way, something written down. Have it start showing up in weird places. Let the camera linger on it. I have to look into what kind of writing is already out there. I don't want it to be too close to a real language for a variety of reasons. I wonder if I could just lift the syllabary thing. Is that fair use? Does it have to be? We'll look into the copyright law around... Here. Speaking volumes, a language and symbols, the Arcadian syllabary, and an investigation into its etymology and evolution. That's some title. Mom's boss's brother wrote it. Can I... Will.
2: Uh, oh, you should have told me you had someone over. Uh,
0: n- nice to meet you.
2: You're Holly's son, the McCleary boy, who moved into the Falconer place. Yeah. We're glad to meet you. You're always welcome to the hospitality of our house. Are you interested in this elaborate? Do you have much experience using it?
1: Dad, he just moved here.
0: He's probably never heard of it before.
2: I'm sure someone from the Falconer family
0: is... I learned about it just now. Sorry, we just weren't really very close with Mom's parents. Oh. I told you.
2: Well, go ahead and borrow it. It's a great introduction. And if you want to know more, just come ask me. I've got the best collection of books on the subjects on Arcadian tradition. Uh, More than anyone in town, except for the library, of course. Uh, I'd be glad to talk to you about it any time. Dad. I'm sure your friend Dominic, right? Uh, I'm sure he wants to know all about his heritage and family. Don't you?
0: Um, yeah. I I guess. See? Yeah. Okay. Look,
1: Dad. We were just getting ready to leave. We're going out.
0: Out where? Just out. Will? Out. To the arcade. Right? Yeah. We were just getting ready to to just let me get my backpack.
2: All right. Well, be home in time for dinner. And don't waste all your money on those games. And Dominic, remember, you're welcome to hospitality here anytime.
0: Hey, Will. Yeah? Yeah. This is what you were talking about, right? The syllabary or whatever?
1: Yeah, like I said, you find them on a lot of older buildings. What does this one mean? No idea. Sorry, my dad just always
0: gets to me. It's okay, man. I should look this up. Okay, so we're at the arcade. I figured I'd keep an eye out for those symbols, see how they're used around the town, maybe see what I can use that kind of thing for. The arcade doesn't seem as old as the ones I've seen the plaques on, but it has clearly been renovated. Anyway, there's a symbol carved into the brickwork under one of the front windows. Let me just... It's sort of like an F with only one line on top of a backward J, with a couple lines coming off the right side of the line and a V with a tail coming off the left. This will make no sense when I listen to it. Took a couple photos to reference. Anyway, it's a couple inches tall and it's under the window. Like I said, it looks like it got carved into the brick with a chisel or something. I wonder... Okay, the book has a pictorial guide, so this is as bad as trying to identify birds. Just flip through pages till you find one that matches. This one, no. Okay, this one. This glyph indicates belonging or inclusion. On buildings, it generally denotes that the people inside understood or used the syllabary. On documents, it often represents parties included in a deal or bargain. Well, that makes a ton of sense. Still, it looks interesting. You have to be looking for it and at the right angle to see it, otherwise it just looks like uneven brickwork. I bet I could get that effect with some careful camera work, a shot of a window from straight on, then change the angle and lighting, and a symbol shows up. It would be a really good way to start marking people as involved in the conspiracy, hiding in plain sight, and even after the protagonist knows what to look for, he still would have to figure out what it means. Yeah, if I tease with the marks early in the film, then tell him about them and have him start seeing them, then they're everywhere, but he still doesn't know what it means... Could... You're going
1: to just stand there and
0: talk to yourself? Oh, no. Sorry. I get focused, and I can do more with this later. Sunday, April 12th, 2009. Audio Notes Part 16. Untitled Small Town Film Project. I really need to get some kind of working title for this thing. So I've been thinking that I've had a really narrow focus about what I could use for the film to tell the story. I mean, I've been thinking about location and script, which are obviously important, but I haven't really been stretching myself to think about the other advantages of film as a medium. Sure, I was being careful about what the sets looked like, but I kind of hadn't considered just how many elements work together to convey information to the audience. The whole idea of language, written language, that's outside the viewer and character's experience, how unsettling it can be to be presented with something that you can almost understand. I should really take a closer look at that book, Will loaned me. I have an idea of what the symbols that syllabary look like, but not really a good handle on how it's used. But God, that book... You can tell it's self-published. Anyway, I've been really trapped by one kind of thinking. I don't want to make a film that is just like every other horror film, or any other first film. I want to give it a point of view, to write... I mean, I don't want it to have a message. I'm not writing educational material, but I want it to say something, to at least make people think. Otherwise, what's the point? So, in an effort to break out of the rut here, I'm going digging in the Falconer House attic. Because if there isn't mind-expanding material in the attic of a 200-year-old house that has had uninterrupted ownership and occupancy by the same family, where is there? <sighs> okay, locked. That's annoying. Hey, Mom? Yeah? Other Mom! We're in the living room! Stop shouting at us! Hey, Mom? Do you have the key to the attic? Huh.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on a ring in the junk drawer.
0: And where's that?
1: Far right-hand top drawer if you're
0: facing the sink. Thanks. Hey, hold it. What do you need in the attic? Inspiration. I want to see what's up there. Have you guys checked it out yet? I took a look. And... Oh, it's about what you'd expect from a house like this. Mom. (laughs) Go look yourself. Bring a flashlight, though. There are a few windows, but... Most of them got painted over at some point. We should do something about that. Really, I'd like to get someone in here to do a full inspection. Who knows what kind of problems there might be with the plumbing or electrical systems.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Mom and dad were particular
0: about the house, so I figure it's probably fine. But it's always
1: better to have a professional come in.
0: And that's my cue. Well, it sounds right. Okay, it's not actually bad up here. I worried it would have a really low ceiling or something, be more a crawl space. But this is an actual proper attic. Big, too. Not nearly as full of stuff as I thought it would be, actually. Just a few pieces of furniture, a couple cardboard boxes, and a pile of whatever covered in sheet. Unimpressive, really. I don't know what I expected. I guess I got a little caught up in the idea that there might finally be some kind of mystery here. Books. File folders. Ooh, pictures. A couple of photo albums. Oh, baby Holly. That's gotta be your brother. I guess he sort of looks like me. I should bring these down show the moms. Cool? Not very useful, but cool. Uh, okay, these are older. Reed and Primrose McCleary, age 10. Reed is Grandpa McCleary, I'm pretty sure. He's a twin, too? What is going on with this family and twins? Must be something in the water. God, the house looks exactly the same. 1962, Muriel, Reed, and Primrose McCleary, 14, 12, and 12. That's the librarian, I think? Grandpa's sister. I wonder why she's still a McCleary if she's got a kid. I mean, given how they still act about Will's family, it seems like people would still be talking about it if she wasn't married when he was born. Oh, a wedding. Muriel McCleary and John Smythe. Okay, so she was married. I wonder why, then? I should ask... someone. It doesn't matter, I guess. I'm just curious. More photos. These look like they're a lot older. Or maybe not. They're more faded, but the pictures are really good. Was photography this good, like, 80 years ago? More wedding photos. 1941, Joy Pineda and Fabian McCleary. I'm glad someone in this family thought to write names and dates on these things. How far back are these going to go? We're at, what, four generations? Daniel McCleary, what's Iris Falconer, 1830? No way these are real. They're way too nice. I think. Honestly, maybe they aren't? I have no idea. I should ask. That's the change from Falconer to McCleary, though. I wonder why the house ended up going to us and not an actual Falconer. I really need to see a family tree somewhere. These are older again. 1893? <laughs> More twins? Damn. The whole twins-with-an-older-sibling thing seems to be popular among falconers in their posterity. Iris, age 14, and... uh, Okay, that's weird. Age 9, Deacon and Delphine. So, they would have been born in... 1884? That sounds right. Same names as my aunt and her brother... Family names, I guess? I mean, if you have a bunch of sets of twins, you're bound to name someone after someone else, right? I wouldn't call my kids the exact same thing as their however many greats' relatives, but it's been established everyone here has a thing for tradition. I wonder who the more recent sets' parents are. They don't have wedding photos in here. Actually, uh, uh, okay, I think if they're their kids, then they would be... God, I am never going to work this out from pictures. I really need that family tree if I want to hope of getting it all right. So, another trip to the library. Smash cut. Black screen. Over black. Roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Will Sudsworth is played by Thomas Fleming. Mr. Sudsworth is played by Daniel Scholler. Karen Segretti is played by Corvin Appleby. Holly McCleary is played by Vanessa Haas. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Games. It is written and directed by Lee Seguente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out.